Welcome to the free solo podcast created to help getting kicked out of your parents' basement not hurt so bad. I'm Talmadge Morgan, your host for today's show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to the free solo podcast. It has been a while. Sorry, it's been several weeks actually since I've done one, um, but it's worth the wait, I promise you. This one's awesome. It's We're going to be talking today about digital minimalism, which um, for me, I learned about this concept from a book I read by Cal Newport um, called Digital Minimalism. And it honestly changed my perspective and changed the way that I think and think about and use technology. Um, I think we all think of technology as a tool, whether it's a smartphone, whether it's social media. Um, it, is, it can be used for good and it's used for a lot of good. Um, but if you're like me, Maybe sometimes you felt like technology is supposed to be a tool or it should be a tool or it sometimes is a tool, but it tends to use you more than you use it. That's how I was starting to feel a little bit. I kind of read that book at the perfect time. Um, I was in a good mindset to make a few changes in my life. Um, But that's the point where I was at. I started to feel like technology was controlling me. Um, I was losing control of my moods, my emotions, my relationships. They were starting to be more dominated by my technology use and not in any extreme way. I wasn't feeling really depressed or um, losing friendships or anything like that. But I just started to feel like I was I was more letting my emotions from social media or technology control the way I lived my life outside of of technology. And that's really not the way it should be. I think maybe everyone has felt that way at some time or another. But digital minimalism is just the idea that different technologies can massively impact our lives in different ways, positive and negative. Um, and they should be carefully selected and utilized to find the benefits and eliminate the negatives. Basically, that you should have a conscious approach to how to use technology. Um, a good example of this is when I was doing missionary service work in South America, we were limited to just using a Nokia brick, just a little black brick phone. You guys probably remember those. They're indestructible. And we'd use those because we didn't want to get robbed. If we had smartphones out in the streets, we were target for um, people to rob us and it was just a little more dangerous. So we'd use those phones. The cool thing about it was all you can do on those things is is call and text and, and set an alarm for the morning. That's all we used it for. So for a little over a year, that's all I had. I went from having a smartphone like most of you do to just using that. And then I came home. I came home from Ecuador, um, picked up a smartphone, and basically it turned into just a flood. I let all of those technologies and medias, you know, social media back into my life. And it kind of spiraled out of control, like I was starting to waste a lot of time. And I was curious, you know, how that happened when I had just been using such a minimalist phone, how I returned to sort of my bad old habits so quickly. Um, but I think every day we, we choose to let our smartphones have that kind of control over our lives. I mean, it's the first thing you check in the morning. It's pretty much the last thing you're using at night. Um, all throughout the day, you're pulling it out when you're bored or if you're waiting in line. 
or if you're sitting in a chair at the doctor's office and they're not ready for you to come in yet, like, what do you do first? You pull out your phone. Um, and the, the interesting thing about that is it's tempting to justify. Like you start to say, you know what, like, no, no big deal, right? Like it's just a couple minutes or a couple hours. Um, I'll do better next time. Or, you know, I don't really care. I needed a break. I was just relaxing, right? I just turned my phone on and a couple hours go by. No worries, right? No big deal. Um, but I think the negative impacts of technology use go beyond just a few wasted hours. Um, it starts to impact the time that we spend with others. So the real connections that you have in your life with your friends and your family, those are, are super important. I think we'd all agree. Um, when you're on your phone, it may be tempting to feel like you are having connections with people, but they're not, they're not material. They're not real. Um, they're with people that are also behind a screen and you're communicating through, you know, words and emojis rather than a real connection. So your brain starts to place more value in a like or a happy face emoji than an actual physical interaction. You know, a like is a lot diff, like it's a lot more different than a smile or a compliment. So instead of seeking out positive, you know, in-person interactions, you start to seek out approval through social media. Um, another, I think, negative impact is instead of learning a new thing or a new skill, you start to just scroll. So imagine like if you're bored or during the day when you have some time, instead of thinking I'm going to relax and, you know, take a break and like hit social media or check whatever, um, you put those minutes or hours towards something useful. For example, I'm I'm trying to learn the guitar. And so for a little, for the longest time, I've had a guitar and I've told myself I was going to learn it. Um, and I know a couple chords, but that's about it. And I was having a hard time finding the motivation to do it. But I ended up buying a guitar course online to kind of invest myself into it. And I'm, I'm trying to use the time that I would normally use on social media to practice the guitar. And so I've gotten a lot better at it in just a few weeks um, just because I spend an hour each day practicing the guitar instead of an hour watching TV or on social media. And I, for me, it's it's worth having that skill. I would rather have that skill than have a few more funny videos to share with my friends. Um, so that's, that's just uh, another one is, you know, imagine what you could learn or what, um, you know, put, put some work towards starting a business or developing a blog or starting a podcast, like do something productive. You know, there's a lot that you can get done with the time that you would normally be on social media. The, the last thing is just, it's easy to think that you control what you view on social media um, because you're the one doing a, the clicking, right? But social media platforms use different algorithms and I'm not a, a programmer. I, I don't know how they work, but their goal is just to keep you on their platform as much as possible. So they're constantly displaying what they think is going to keep entertaining you. So rather than you kind of choosing and, and picking the things that you think you want to see, they're showing you the things that they in the past have seen that keep you on there longer. So their goal is just to keep you using the social media platform longer. So when you think about it that way, it's it's a little bit reversal and you, you just have you have less control than than what you think. Um, it's important to have time, you know, when you're not influenced by the screen, when you, when you just have your own thoughts. Um, I think the most 
ideas I've had or things I come up with are when I just take some time and like ponder or meditate and I'm able to to solve problems and answer questions and come up with ideas. Whereas if con- if social media is telling me all the time what I need to be thinking or doing, it's hard to have that. Um, so now that we've gone over sort of what digital minimalism is, um, maybe some negative impacts or some food for thought about overuse of technology, um, now what, right? Like how do you actually put this into practice in your own life? What does it mean? How do you start to evaluate yourself um, and come up with a solution. So what I would advise is just writing it down. Um, I did mine a while ago and I actually was going to have it pulled up so I could share it with you. I'm going to try and find it really quick. There it is. So um, write down like what technology means to you. So just an example, um, I wrote one one up a couple months ago after reading that book by Cal Newport. And it just, so my philosophy overview Written by me, a smartphone can allow me to be more productive and learn new things. If I'm not careful, it can potentially waste my time and cause me to lose control of how I feel. I have complete control of which technologies are allowed in my life, and by doing so, or in, and by utilizing that control, I gain um, more control of my own personal well-being. So that's my philosophy overview. Then I have a couple sections. So text messaging. My view of text messaging is it's a super convenient way to share information that's not necessarily urgent or essential and coordinate activities, right? Like it's easy to talk with your friends and figure out what time you want to go to dinner. Um, But what I decided for texting is to turn off notifications for text messages and avoid all unnecessary or open-ended text conversations. So like a conversation where there's no purpose established, where you just said, hey, dude, what's up? And they said, not much, dude, how about you? And then you like send them a GIF or something like that's, that's not super useful or productive, right? Um, So that's my sort of text messaging philosophy. Social media, my philosophy is it's an easy way to stay in touch with important people in my life who don't live within easy reach of phone calls or face-to-face contact, right? So people who live far away, um, having done that missionary service in Ecuador, it's important to me to be able to keep in touch with my friends that I made there. And really, social media is the only way I can do that. So it's a super valuable tool in that way. Um, so my practice for social media is just to keep my social media apps off of my mobile devices. So my phone, um, I've uninstalled social media. I also don't use Instagram or Snapchat. I only use Facebook because um, I found I was getting pretty distracted on Facebook and or on Instagram and Snapchat. And for me, it's it wasn't enough benefit to be worth having those. I was wasting more time than I was actually getting good out of them, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, and then other media. So there's a ton of different ways to entertain yourself. Like there's TV, movies. Um, So there are very forms of entertainment that are often only rewarding or satisfying or necessary in a social setting. Like my best experiences watching movies are when I'm with family and friends. When I watch them by myself, yeah, it's fine but I'd way rather watch it with someone else. So my practice is to keep all media, like games and movies and TV, off of my mobile devices. Like I don't need it on my phone or my computer, but I can enjoy them at at times with my family and friends. Like basically I don't do it by myself um, because I just think if I'm alone, then there are a lot of other and better things that I can be doing by myself, right? When I'm with other people and I want to enjoy their company and their time, then that's perfect time to go watch a movie that you want to watch together. 
Um, so that's just an example of sort of a philosophy overview. It can be your own, um, but I just recommend that you write it out. Um, the next thing I want to do is just address maybe some misconceptions that you have about your own media or technology use. So first one is I need social media to stay in touch with people. So for me and for some other people, that's true because of distance, right? Like you can't get in touch with them otherwise. Um, so there, I think there are a lot of valuable ways to stay in contact with friends through social media. However, with people that are in your immediate social circle, like your best friends and your family, it's really not the way that you need to stay in touch with them. Um, give them a call, go hang out with them, set up lunch, right? Like you learn more in an hour and a half lunch with someone and you have a more valuable conversation than you would looking at their Instagram feed or, um, yeah, just t having like a random text conversation, right? Like in-person interaction is just a hundred percent better. Um, another misconception is like, it's my way to keep up with the news. Um, one thing I'd say about that is like what we talked about earlier, they're, they're choosing what keeps you entertained, right? So you're not necessarily choosing the news that you want to see or the way that you want to see it. Um, it's kind of feeding you news. So I think a better way to get news is to go find, um, just go find a news, I don't know, a platform or whatever, a news site that you like and then just get your news from, from one place. So then you always know what perspective it comes from. If you need a dis different perspective, you can go look for one. But with Facebook, you just you don't really know. Um, so it's just really not the best way to get unfiltered news. Another misconception is, you know, social media or technology is the only way to know what other people are up to. It's also not true. I think that we would agree that the most, pe most people or the people that are most important to us, um, we have another form of contact available to be able to find out what's going on in their lives. And again, you know, let's say your friend or your cousin posts a picture with their spouse and they're going to have a baby. That's awesome, right? You can like it and say congratulations. But how much more meaningful would it be to give that person a call, congratulate them over the phone, and like find out the experience they've had, like what they're stressed about or how you can be of help, right? That's, that's way more valuable than, than hitting like. Um, another misconception is social media can be used for good, so it must be inherently good. Um, there are a lot of reasons why that's not true as well. There are just a lot of negatives to take into consideration as well. So anyway, this has been more of a focus on negative sides. There are obviously a lot of positives. My only invitation is just to write down maybe the way that you view technology, come up with your own philosophy and make the changes necessary, right? Um, so now just sort of a, a question to help you ponder a little bit. If I asked you right now, if looking at funny videos, um, or your recent number of likes or the number of followers you have, if I asked you if those were more important than the loved ones in your life, your family and friends, like the answer is super obvious. It's no, right? So why then would you choose to pull out your phone and scroll when you're bored, when you have the opportunity to do infinite things with the people that are important to you? For example, go do something nice for your mom or friend or grandma or your brother, um, play a board game you know, with a sibling. Um, call 
someone you haven't talked to in a long time, like it's so tempting to just justify and say, I'm tired, I need a break, I just want to relax. Um, 50, 100 years ago, they didn't have this. And so we know that you can live without it, right? We've just, we've come to depend on it. So that's another invitation is just think, what lives could you impact or what relationships could you strengthen if you weren't pulling out your phone all the time? Um, and just try different ways of keeping in touch. Like use Marco Polo. If you haven't heard of it, it's this awesome way to send videos back and forth where you're not having to be on at the same time. So like I can send a video and just tell my mom or my friend like, hey, I just you know passed this test. It was awesome. And then she can reply two hours later and just say, hey, congratulations. You know, So you can have this conversation. It's a video, so you get to see their face and their expressions and reactions. Um, and it's meaningful. Or, you know, set up lunch or call or FaceTime, you know. So I think there are two kind of main ways to put this into practice when we boil it all down. We've gone over lots of stuff, but how, how does this apply to your life? So two approaches are the first one's extreme. And this is the one I decided to take just to try it um, to see how my life would change. So I deleted Instagram, which it sounds small, right? When I just say, yeah, I deleted Instagram, but I mean, it was like four or five years, maybe more like, yeah, four or five years worth of like posting photos and commenting and liking and um, building followers. So like the, the choice to delete that account just means if I ever decide to download it again, it's starting completely over. Right. Um, I deleted Snapchat, and um, I deleted social media from my phone. Um, I decided to establish certain times of day that I would, you know, look at social media. So for me, it was just never on Sundays. And it was a certain time in the afternoon when I would go check and see if there were important messages or notifications. Um, so, I mean, that's the more extreme version, right? You heard my philosophy. Like, the less extreme would just be if you want to figure out how this works in your life and just experiment a little bit, turn off your notifications. So make it so that your phone doesn't get to interrupt you with whatever you're doing. Um, if I'm doing something important like homework or I'm in a meeting and someone were to come in and start yelling for my attention, start saying or start poking me and say, hey, 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 I, like I need you right now. I get kind of bugged, like I'd say, go away, like I'm doing something important, right? When my phone buzzes during my homework or when my phone buzzes during a meeting, I pull it out and I look. But why Why would we give our phones permission to interrupt important things we do, right? So anyway, I think turning off your notifications is huge. Just do things that are important, crank them out, You know, spend two hours doing whatever you need to do, turn on your phone, there's no notifications, right? And it's like, dang it, no one texted me. Go into your texts and you'll see if you have any new ones once you actually open the app. But you won't see it on your home screen. It's not going to buzz. It's not going to bother you. Um, and it's honestly super nice. And then just have a purpose when you open a social media app. Again, this is on the less extreme side. So you still have your social media, but just have a purpose. So like post something uplifting or go to someone's specific page because um, you want to find out how they're doing and just look at their updates and then then be done. Try not to spend mindless scrolling time. Um, those are kind of my advice for that one. And then just try it for a, like a specified time period, whether it's one week, 
that you put these things into practice, um, whether it's 30 days, just so you can get an idea. I recommend 30 days because it's enough time to break your bad habits. One thing for me is whenever I'm in line, whether it's at the dentist or the doctors or even like getting groceries, um, and I don't have something to do or someone to talk to, I pull out my phone and I just, I scroll through apps. It's like, honestly, I don't always even have a notification. I just start like opening things. It's like, <laughs> once I, once I kind of took a step back, I was like, why do I do that? You know? Um, so one specific thing I wrote down for me was don't pull my phone out when I'm in line. And it's honestly pretty cool. You start to observe different things and you have random conversations with strangers that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, and it's, it's kind of cool. So to end, I know this is a bit of a longer podcast. Some benefits that I've seen in my own life from putting these things into practice are I get a ton more done. Um, when I don't let a text interrupt me, you know, a text in and of itself is not a huge time waster. All I'm doing is reading what someone sent me. But what tends to happen when I open a text is then I want to reply. And then if I get another text, I reply to that one. Or I see my other notifications that have come in and I start to check them. And so I end up waiting, wasting 15 minutes instead of the two minutes that I was hoping for. So I start to get way more done when I turn my notifications off and I put my phone away. And I just don't have social media anywhere near me. Not even available. Um, I talk on the phone way more. And I have really good conversations where I find out things about people that I wouldn't have, I'm able to help in ways that I wouldn't otherwise, and I become closer with people um, in a way that I haven't been before, which is really cool. I spend way more time with my siblings. I'm living at home right now, and it's awesome. Like we play board games together, and we draw, and we watch The Mandalorian together. Like we just do fun things. Um, and if I ever find myself in my chair scrolling, I just I ask myself, you know, would I rather be doing this or would I rather be um, building my relationship with my younger brother, you know? Um, one thing that was unexpected that started to happen was people would start to reach out to me to know how I was doing or what I was up to because I wasn't posting any updates on social media anymore. And it was kind of cool. People would, you know, text me or call me and just say, dude, like, how's life? Like, I haven't heard from you in a while. Um, and it was a fun opportunity to just, like, talk to people and, um, catch up in a way that probably wouldn't have happened if I had kept posting pictures, right? And lastly, I just, I feel more in control of my moods and my thoughts. So I, I started to see that like, um, <clears throat> like I look forward to learning something new. I look forward to the opportunity to practice guitar. Um, and that, that's what makes me happy, like my progress that I make when I practice guitar and how I'm sounding better rather than like, you know, laughing about some funny video I saw or watching endless sports highlights or um, getting a bunch of likes on like the last picture I posted. Like those are, that's false happiness. It doesn't last very long. And I, I just much rather have the real lasting happiness that comes from learning new things and building relationships. Um, so if, you know, if I can leave something with you, it, it would be those things. That's why it's worth it. And I just challenge you all to think about your own social media use or technology use. I'm sure it's all over the spectrum. Um, think about what things you can improve on and think about if it's worth it to you to make an extreme change. Um, get rid of the things that aren't, that are hurting you more than they're helping you. And, um, thanks so much for listening. As always, you can shoot me an email 
um, podcastfreesolo at gmail.com is my email. So let me know if you have ideas or suggestions. Love to hear them. Um, And thanks for listening.